Welcome to Brews and Banter FC. Join us as we brew up the best of the Bundesliga with a side of banter. I'm Red Beer. This is my complice, Targo. For those of you, that's German for a partner in crime. Grab your favorite brew as we tackle the burning questions. Who's dominating the Bundesliga so far? What storylines are stealing the spotlight? And of course, who makes it into our prestigious team of the season so far? So far. So far. But that's not all. We've got a new twist with our pint-sized picks. Can we predict the unpredictable in the upcoming matches? Join us for a sip and a laugh as we take on the challenge. Whether you bleed team colors or just love a good laugh, slip into your lederhosen and get ready for a feast of sausage and pretzels. Here's to cheers victories and the sheer beauty of the game. Prost. Prost. What is up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing good, my man. How are you? Not too bad. What are you drinking for this fun Bundesliga episode? Well, I I now wish that I had a a German beer, but I don't. So, I have a Scotch Ale from Ronin Co-op Brewery in Montana. It's 4.9%. Scotch Uh, Ale sounds right up your alley. Yeah, it is. I'm very excited. Have I had it before? Give it a taste. Give it a taste. Let us know, man. Ooh, that's smooth. Yeah. Ale up front, scotch at the back end. Uh, solid 9 out of 10. Yeah. 9 out of 10? Yeah. I think that might that be is, one of the highest it is. you've it's rated re- so far. It is really good. I wish I had two now. Well, I have Wander Brewing <laughs> Abundant Light Solstice Hefeweizen. Ooh. You did go with the German beer. I did. I, I thought I would. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't had Someone this before, was smart so we'll in this see. episode, and it wasn't me. That's a hef. It's kind of the can. Kind of just pretty bland. Yeah. Not bad. Okay. I've had worse. I've had better. In your uh, ranking of Hefeweizens, where does it stand? Out of 10, I'd give it a 7. Okay. So not so terrible, drink, but... you drink it again, but it wouldn't be your first I would first drink choice. it again. Yes. Okay. Nice. So let's move let's... on to the Bundesliga, man. Yes. Our, it's been a crazy Bundes... season, man, in the Bundesliga. It has. Bayern Munich is not in first place, so that's always crazy when you talk about the Bundesliga, right? Right. Let's talk about some of the top storylines in the Bundesliga. We'll start with the team that is in first place. Bayer Leverkusen. So they're on top, undefeated. Did you expect them to be making this title challenge? (laughs) Hell no. I don't think anyone (laughs) did. Man, I thought they would contend for maybe the top four after watching them last season, but not the title. Yeah. And the way their season, you know, last year kind of petered out towards the end. Yeah. I mean, you could have seen them being in the top four, but being undefeated with only one draw out of 11 games and the way that they're playing too, whoo, Javi Alonso's got them purring. Yeah, he has. I mean, and so you look at their last game, they beat uh, Union Berlin 4-0. They're also <laughs> undefeated in the, was it Europa League? Yeah. And so I guess... They're amazing right now, man. They've played the toughest opponent I would say they've played have been RB Leipzig and Bayern Munich. They they drew that game against Bayern. Had a close victory against RB Leipzig, 3-2. But yeah, man, they're top of the league. Xavi Alonso's looking like a genius at Bayer Leverkusen right now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm surprised I'm not hearing more rumors about Real Madrid circling for him, but we'll get into that later. Yes, he does have that stipulation in his contract. If either Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, or Liverpool come a call in, he is free to leave this summer. So that's an interesting little clause there that he put in that in that contract, all of his former clubs he's played for. But let's talk about some of their signings, man, that they got this season. So Victor Boniface, or Boniface, I guess I've heard him pronounced, 
Yeah. Depends on if it's in the Europa League or in the Bundesliga. They signed him from Union St. Joao for $20 million. Yeah. Dude, I was high on him last season. I'm surprised a bigger yeah. team didn't come and get him. But what a signing he has been for Bayer Leverkusen. I mean, he he's so good on the ball. Very skillful. Takes on players with pace. And his finishing is fantastic. I can't, I can't yeah. say enough about him, really. I mean, he's strong up front, muscles people out of the way. He's the player that, well, they really needed at Bayer Leverkusen. Oh, they really did. Um, they were kind of calling out for that that striker, especially last season. Patrick Sheik really wasn't doing it for him. He was out injured quite a bit. But yeah, Boniface, Boniface I mean, you and I were talking about possibly... <laughs> Boneface. <laughs> guy has a very unfortunate last name. But you and I, and we were, were talking about we're like still maybe, children. It's fine. <laughs> we are, yeah. Thirty-five years old, nah. Yeah, <laughs> or like nah. five. Yeah. But we were talking about Manchester United possibly going after him. I mean, you and I, we were watching him for USG in the Europa League, and he was tearing it up, man. And he's tearing yeah. it up for. Bayer Leverkusen, he's got seven goals and uh, five assists, four assists, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's been on fire. This Leverkusen team, man, they're – he just adds another element to a team that's already fun to watch. Because I know you and I – I mean, especially you were very high on them in the Europa League last season. I was. I think you picked them to win the whole thing. Last I season. did. I, I would say they're a little bit unlucky <laughs> to get knocked out by Roma the way that they I, did. I would agree with that, even though I picked Roma. <laughs> <laughs> they were very unlucky. But yeah, I mean, like I said, he just adds another facet to a very exciting team already. And he's so fun to watch, man. I love the way he plays, taking defenders on, always a willing runner. He's had a few injury concerns in the past. He's already done an ACL. But it's good to see him healthy, playing, doing what he what, does best. He's, he's only, what, like 22? He's pretty young. He is 22, yeah. Yeah, so he's got a lot of room to grow, too, which is fantastic for that. That is that is that is true. So let's get to my, I guess I would call their signing of the season. Over there at Leverkusen. <laughs> that is Alejandro Grimaldo from Benfica for free. Yeah, for free. Now, this is a free. guy who was linked to Manchester City a couple of years ago for like $70 million. Linked with Arsenal, Manchester United, Juventus. Pretty much go up and down the board. And they get him for free. For free. And he, he came from Benfica. He's had a, what was it, a stand at Barca, I believe. I think so. I'm not sure. I believe he did, but the guy is killing it, man. Scoring goals for fun. He's got six goals, four assists, and 11 <laughs> matches as a yeah, left you're not, back. You're not kidding, right? I mean, they're top scorer, and I'm going to call it Boniface because I have been for over <laughs> a year now. He's got seven, Grimaldo's got six. That is some tremendous output from a left back. But yeah, I mean, like, just look at where Benfica is right now. They could use a player of his talents. Oh, 100%. Man, <laughs> Benfica are struggling, especially in the Champions League. They got sitting bottom of their group. I don't even know where we're at in the, in the Portugal League. I know they're not in first. Let me look. I'm curious now. <laughs> I hope they are in first. Okay. I lied. Tied on points with Sporting. Well, but they that, could be. They could use them in the Champions thing. League. Could yeah. use them in the Champions League. That's for sure. And that that was yeah. an area I would say they struggled last last season, Leverkusen. So it's good they they got. Yes, they brought in a good left back. They also brought in a central midfielder. I know both you and I are aware of, and Granit Xhaka. Yeah, got him from Arsenal for fifteen million. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, they Leverkusen probably have the best 
overall transfer window out of any team in all of Europe, just based on the players they have, that they got, the impact they've had, and the transfer fees for them. I mean, Bonifacio for $20 million, Granit Xhaka for 15 Grimaldo for free, like that we've talked about so far. I know we'll talk about more of them, but I mean, you get the leadership with Granit Xhaka, you get his ability to spray the ball everywhere. And I mean, he just literally, this team fit in perfectly, like from day one. I know Xabi Alonso's come out and said, he's like, you know, my second in command on the field. But he, I mean, I miss, Arsenal clearly miss him. I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, they do. not the same player. But, I mean, he's so good. I mean, he's leading. He's top in the world right now for passes played into the final third. And so that's what I was going to advance passes. I was going to say, he's that great link between defense to offense, getting those plays started. Because I know last season, Leverkusen, they tried to fit Robert Eindrick in there. And he just doesn't have the passing capabilities that Xhaka had playing those progressive passes like you mentioned. He's more of a defensive midfielder versus Xhaka is very much offensive but can put in a tackle. He's a very good box-to-box midfielder, but yeah, as we saw last season, he loves to get into the box. So, yeah, a fantastic signing for them. We know all too well how good he can be and how bad he can be, so if you don't play him in the right position. But he does look like he's just slipped right into this Bayer Leverkusen team. With Looks like he's been there for years, if I'm being honest. Right. It does. It really does. So they've also signed Nathan Tella from Southampton for $23 million, which we did yeah, see him some, score a goal here last week out. Added some much-needed depth. Some depth, yep, yep. But for me, kind of the... The signing that goes unnoticed, or not the flashy signing, but I think a very important one, is Jonas Hoffman from Borussia Mönchengladbach for $10 million. Yeah. I think this is a super underrated signing, and it is, it's a fantastic one, man. In the 11 matches that they've played, he's got five goals, five assists, so he's playing very well. <laughs> and I honestly think him playing in that midfield allows Jeremy Frimpong to really get up that right side and he's almost yeah. I mean you've seen him sometimes man he's almost playing like as a second striker for Pong, <laughs> which is crazy for a right back <laughs> but it allows Hoffman allows him to have that freedom because he can fill in mm-hmm. for if they lose possession and just cover that area and so I think that's a fantastic signing that's really gone gone unnoticed like I said five goals five assists in 11 games yeah and no one's talking about him Really, no besides one. Us. No one is besides talking us. about Jonas. High, besides us, Jonas right Hoffman, now. man. Yeah, I mean, he's like a Swiss Army knife in midfield. Him and Granite Jaka, they complement each other very well, and both of them can slip into that defensive role if needed. So yeah, it does give Frimpong quite a bit of extra flexibility or versatility going forward, which has benefited their offense substantially. Yes, because if you look at it last year, last year in that right side you had Musa Diaby who was would also like to play as that striker almost mm-hmm. and so Frimpong didn't I mean, have that look at, where, look at where he's being played for Aston Villa he's being played as a second striker so <laughs> he is right off of Ollie Watkins yeah. yeah and so let's get I guess let's get to their departure so they lost they sold Musa Diaby for 55 million to Aston Villa which I just mentioned I think allows now Frimpong to really get in the attack and he has also been fantastic let me look up his stats real quick jeremy frankpong because i'm i'm curious on that one but yeah i mean while you're looking that up i mean you think of the players that they've signed versus selling musa diaby for 55 million i mean they only technically spent about 10 million overall yeah so frankpong i have those stats he's got three goals and five assists in 11 games so he's one of the yeah. assist leaders there in the Bundesliga, <laughs> doing very well. I mean, we all knew he, he had the skill, but it was more, you know, how could he utilize the space in front of him while well, removing it was, it was, Musa Diaby? It was, it was the tactics was, of it, really, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, 
Javi Alonso has him playing what seems to be a mixture of, you know, Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool and Pep Guardiola's Manchester City with, you know, more of a gig and press tiki-taka hybrid where they pass the ball, pinging it all over the place. But as soon as they lose it, they are on top of you immediately. They are a high-pressing team, yes. It is so fun to watch. I mean, and this started when Alonso was appointed just over a year ago. I think it was October of 2022, mm-hmm. November sometime, when he was appointed at Leverkusen. Leverkusen, they were sitting, what was it, 17th, 16th, 8th, something like yeah, that. In the, in, moon- in the yeah. relegation zone, yeah. They were in the relegation zone. If you look at where they finished, I mean, where they finished last season, they finished in 6th place in that Europa League spot, but mm-hmm. to, to jump basically 10 spots is fantastic and just shows his coaching acumen, if I'm yeah. being honest. Yeah. I mean, he's a tactical genius at this point. I mean, I know he's only a year into actually coaching, but holy cow, does he look good. And, I mean, it, it is a big boost to have, you know, Florian Verts finally healthy again halfway through the season. Yeah, he came year. in just after the World Cup. He didn't go with a German national team, so having yeah, an ACL tear. So, yes, you could definitely see the, the gears really start to click for Leverkusen once Florian Verts came back, and you're seeing it this season with uh, <laughs> the contributions that uh, Florian Verts is doing. Yeah, I mean, that goal he scored, was that last week or the week before, where he turns his defender around like four or five times and then slots it in the far post as one of yeah. the, the coolest sweetest goals i've seen in a long time especially for a player literally doing it by himself he's definitely the creative force in that team i mean he's got five assists three goals and 11 matches in the bundesliga but then in the europa league so there's they've played four matches in the europa league he's got two goals and four assists in the europa league as well (laughs) that's insane so six goal contributions in the four games they've played in the Europa League. And I will, I guess, it is worth mentioning their Europa League group is not the most difficult, and you would expect them to top it. But he's still putting putting in the work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So anything else to say about Bayer Leverkusen? I mean, they're playing I mean, fantastic, they were... man. They're first in the Bundesliga. One draw is all. One draw, and they've won the rest of their matches. And for me... I mean, I don't have, I can't run out of superlatives to say for Bayer Leverkusen. I mean, they were top of my power rankings for God's sake, but. They were, they were, yeah. You have them, they could beat Man City right now, according to you. (laughs) I mean, well, we won't see until next year, probably, if at all. But I I think it's possible they could. Uh, They're just that exciting to watch. Would they actually do that? Let's be honest, probably not, but they are the most exciting team to watch right now. And they're young. Like, their whole core, besides Granit Xhaka and Jonas Hoffman, is, you know, somewhere between 19 and Early 23. 20s, yeah. Yeah. So having said that, you know, obviously Leverkusen, and not just Leverkusen, but a majority of these Bundesliga teams are, almost. I don't want to say feeder clubs, but they kind of are. If we're being honest, <laughs> for and Bayern so I Munich. don't, yeah. yeah, well, not only for Bayern Munich, but honestly for the rest of the big teams in Europe, in the Premier League, in Spain, wherever. And so I, I think it will be difficult for them to repeat this success next season, because I again I think you, they might lose Frimpong, they could lose Florian Verts, things like that. Well, they could also lose Javi Alonso, who is. That's where I was alluding to, especially if they lose (laughs) Xavi Alonso. Yeah, because, I mean, there is one club who's in his contract that will not have a head coach come next summer. Potentially, yeah. It's not all done and dusted yet for Carlo Ancelotti going to Brazil, but if he does, Xavi Alonso would definitely be a top candidate there at Real Madrid. I would say if I was Real Madrid, he'd be my number one choice with the way he's playing. Agreed, agreed. Let's move on to the second surprise team of the Bundesliga. And it's the resurgence resurgence of Stuttgart. 
They currently set third in the Bundesliga on 24 points. They are seven points back from Bayer Leverkusen, who are in first. And they are five points back of Bayern Munich, who are in second. But they are a point ahead of RB Leipzig, who sit fourth. What's going on with Stuttgart, man? The surprise team of the season so far in the Bundesliga. They really have been, man. I mean, the last couple of seasons, they've been... Well, I guess you say five years or so. They've been flip-flopping in between Bundesliga and Bundesliga 2. Yeah, so they just got back into the Bundesliga in 2020, I believe. They had a their first season back, they had a mid-table finish, and then they've just been flirting with that relegation zone, man. They've been having to win their relegation playoffs. So having said that, they did win their relegation playoff last season handedly against Hamburg. I think it was yeah. like five nil or something like that. Six one, yeah. Six one on aggregate. There you go. But still, they've been flirting with it. That relegation, and now look at them sitting third, scoring goals, and playing some lovely, exciting football. Yeah. yeah, very exciting to watch. And speaking of goals, I mean, it's really boosted by I might butcher his name, but Sirhu was it Gurase? Gurusai, yeah, Whatever. something like that. Yeah, um, I mean, he's been on, he's been lights out. He's currently second in the Bundesliga in scoring. And does he have eleven goals right now? Something like that. He's got fifteen goals, man. Fifteen. There you go. In eleven games. So, yeah, I mean, he's trying to keep pace with Harry Kane, and he's giving him a run for his money. And that's saying something with a Bayern Munich squad that's absolutely loaded versus this Stuttgart side that is not whatsoever. And so, yeah, so Gersai, he was actually there last season um, on loan to Dortmund from Stad Ren, and they made the deal permanent for 9 mil, 9 million euros. But, I mean, he wasn't this prolific last season. So he's just, he's turned it on for Stuttgart. I mean, last season he had 11 goals total in the 22 matches he played. And as I said, he's got... He's got 15 goals in nine games. He's only played in nine of the well, there you go. games. Yeah. That it's it's insane. But again, it shows you what hard work and the right players around you can do. That's true. And, and you know, it's worth mentioning if he keeps up this form, the teams will come a call in for him as well. There's already links that AC Milan will be interested. And uh Gurasa, he only has a 17 mil release clause in his contract yeah and if he keeps this up for the whole season i i think pretty much every big club will be lining up to try to sign him yes yes they will and also help we'll go through some of their signings they signed alexander nubel from bayern munich on loan he's on loan there and i will say he's made a big difference he's an excellent shot stopper Mm -hmm. he is Prone to a mistake. Uh, if you watch that RB Leipzig Stuttgart game where they Stuttgart got thrashed by Leipzig, Nubel had a, a few mistakes in that one, a couple costly ones, which happens, I guess. But they also signed a young midfielder, Angelo Stiller from Hoffenheim for 5.5 mil. Looks like a great young player. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the ones, it's not a new signing, but one of the players I'd like to point out would be Chris Fuchrick. Fuchrick. You know, they most recently they beat Borussia Dortmund last game here before the international break. Mm-hmm. They beat him 2-1. And Dortmund were completely outplayed by Stuttgart, man. I mean, I, I'd love to praise this midfielder. He's been playing fantastic. He's been scoring goals. He did miss a PK in that game. But yeah, this German midfielder, man. Yeah, one of the one of the ones to watch for the future, definitely. And he's only going to get better from here. So yeah, he's not the youngest. He's 25. But he's already got three goals, five assists so far in the 11 matches. And is playing fantastic, man. Fantastic. So I just had to highlight him. He actually got his first German call-up to the national team. So congratulations to him on that. But yeah. I think what what really helps Stuttgart is they also, again, they're going to be a selling club. That's just how it is. They sold a couple big players, Wataro Endo to Liverpool, 
for 20 mil, and then Costantinos Mavropanos to West Ham for 20 mil. So they they needed that money, obviously. Yeah. Stuttgart, as they've been flirting with relegation, they did a lot of improvements to training facilities, even to their stadium. And it's just a, it's great to see Stuttgart, man, because, you know, this is a team with some rich history. So oh, it's yeah. good to see them back competing. It is, and it's lovely to see. I mean, it was a shame to see them relegated over the last couple of seasons. Great to see them come back and survive, but now they're clearly thriving. Granted, <clears throat> they do have a tough month coming up in December where they face both Bayern Munich and Bayer Leverkusen. But that will be a true test, yes. <laughs> up to this point, they've done very well. Way better than they, most people would expect. Yeah, they've kind of been collectively good. And kind of bolstered by some individual performances, you know, like by Gurasai, his goals that he's scoring. But the whole team, I would say, is performing very well. And you got to give credit to the coach. Sebastian, going to butcher it, Honib or something like that. I'm not going to try, so don't look at me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they just got him here. And uh, at the end of last season, in April of 2023, which, I mean, kudos to him, kept him into the top flight of German football, albeit the relegation playoff. And, yeah, now look at them. They're in third place, 11 games into the Bundesliga, and looking like they have some staying power. That that is what they That is what they have. I guess the real question is, do they stay in that third place finish? Or where would you expect them? to finish come end of the season i i mean with the squad they have and how they've been playing as long as they don't get you know a couple of big injuries because you know was you say grossi yeah they pronounce that if he gets hurt they might be in a little bit of trouble but i would expect them to finish in a european place maybe not top four but i definitely could see them you know fifth or sixth come the end of the season yeah that's kind of that's also where I think maybe a sixth place finish here come end of the season. You know, I will say they're they've got great momentum so far, so if they can keep that going. You know, before the speed bumps inevitably come as they do during a season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then so, you know maybe the board will back them in January, and they can get you know some reinforcements in to help fortify their position up there. Anything can happen. I mean. We've seen Dortmund's form this season has been inconsistent. Yeah, you never know which Dortmund team you're going to get. The one that beats Newcastle, the one Twice. that loses to Stuttgart. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Dortmund play in two weeks. They play Leverkusen. So, again, it's going to be a big December for all of these squads as they seem to play each other. So. Except for Bayern Munich. Play Stuttgart, that's it. All right, well, let's dive into one of the teams that is struggling in the Bundesliga that did really well last season. That is Union Berlin, man. They're in the Champions League, suffering in the Champions League, suffering in the Bundesliga. They sit bottom of the table in 18th on six points. What's going on with Union Berlin, man? Dude, I don't even know because... This squad on paper, as we've said with many other teams in the past, there's no way they should be an 18th, let alone lose as many as they have in a row. Was it like nine in the Bundesliga? And yeah, like their like, first win, it was early on, like the first it, couple games. They won their first two games and have lost every game since. Yep, I think that is it. Because they've lost 13 and 14 in all competitions. <laughs> They're bad. And they had some stellar signings in the summer, too. I mean, Robin Gosens for 13 mil from Inter. Kevin Volland from Monaco for 4 million. Leonardo Bonucci for free from Juventus. Loans for Brennan Aronson. And Chelsea striker David Datrofofana, who has at times looked like a fantastic signing for them. They yeah, didn't have they any big names leave. They had uh, also Diogo Letit from Porto, Kevin Volland from Monaco, Lucas Tossart from Hertha. So, I mean, they spent quite a bit of money. 
Yeah. And didn't have any big players leave. So something here doesn't make sense. I know they just fired their coach or they left on mutual agreement, terminating his contract. And I think that was like a week ago. It was he was there for some years too. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like seven or nine years somewhere in there. Uh, oh, five and a half years. Sorry. Uh, on the 15th of November, they fired him. So yeah, their, a few days ago. Their new interim manager is going to be the first women woman coach in the history of the Bundesliga. So we'll see how I that pans out. That, yeah. And honestly, for them, I mean, it's not going to get any worse. So might as well try it. Because, yeah, I mean, they're sitting in last place. They've lost nine in a row, but they're still only two points from safety after all of that. So, so. yeah, so you kind of expect, because obviously the board invested, the ownership invested into the club with the signings they've made. So you expect those signings to start coming good at some point. You know, there's quite a few of them, so maybe it takes a few few weeks, I guess in this case, a couple <laughs> months for them to all gel together. But they, they got to start gelling at some point because on paper, man, like you said, this team is too good to be relegated. You know, it might be a blessing for them to get booted out of the Champions League here in a month or so. And then they can really start focusing on this uh, Bundesliga campaign and getting yeah. their season back on track. Yeah, because I mean, they look they so far this season, they've looked uninspired and devoid of confidence in front of goal. Not just in the Bundesliga, but the Champions League. I mean, they had a good performance against Napoli, I believe it was, last time out. Yeah, they got a draw. Yeah, so that should give them some confidence. But yeah, if I'm a player at Union Berlin, I'm I'm going to be so thankful when they're out of the Champions League. Then they could just focus fully on the league because they desperately need to. So having said that, does Union Berlin get relegated? I don't think they will. I mean, once they finish that dismal Champions League campaign, I think they'll fare much better once they start you know, playing some of the bottom teams. There'll be six-pointers in there. I think they'll be safe by end of January. Easy. Excuse me. Maybe even end of December. So for me, they won't get relegated as well. There's still a lot of games left to be had. You know, we're only in the Bundesliga 11 games in. And like like you mentioned, they're not far from safety. A couple points. One win could get them out of that relegation spot. If they can put together two or three wins, they'll be looking, looking all right. So oh, yeah. I don't think we need to start worrying quite yet about Union Berlin. But if I things mean, keep going the way they are, then there will be things to worry about. If they if they win four games, they could jump all the way up to eighth place. So they're not too far out. It's not even halfway through the season yet. They'll be fine. Yeah, we're what, about a third through the season, if that. Yeah, if that. I think it's so, 36 games. So No need to panic yet, but the alarm bells are starting to go off, I would say. 100%. 100%. Well, let's move to the uh, perennial giants of the <laughs> Bundesliga. What do you would you call them? The giants from Bavaria or the, yeah, the Bavarian, Bavarian behemoths? Giants. Yeah, that's the behemoths it. from Bavaria, something like that. <laughs> because Munich. they really are, man. They, they're literally, the size of Bayern Munich compared to all of the other clubs in the Bundesliga is like sharks versus minnows. I mean. They spent And then you got Borussia Dortmund, that's just a tuna. <laughs> yeah, right? But, it, it, like, really, they spent more on one player, Bayern Munich, than most of the league did in combined transfer fees. Well, let's talk about that one player, shall we? Nice. See what you did there. Nice. <laughs> Harry Kane. Whoo-wee, man. Who knew that a 100 million pound striker could make an impact at a club. Weird. When he has service? And... <laughs> Is it playing at Tottenham? Mm. So, yeah. Guy's got 17 goals 
in 11 matches, 21 goals in 16 matches in all competitions. Three hat tricks, man. Yeah, three. Three. He's a hat tricks of hat tricks. Yeah. It's insane. And honestly, I think he looks better than he did at Tottenham. Maybe it's to what you alluded to earlier, where he's got better players around him. He's not having to do as much, so you're not wrong. I mean, he still does. Will drop out of that line, you know, to a kind of a false nine position. And, and he loves spraying that ball out to the wings, to Leroy Sané, Kingsley Coman, whoever's out there. The guy's a fantastic player, man. It, yes. I would be, I would be so curious to see if he had spent more of his career at a team like Bayern Munich or would have left Spurs, you know, five, six years ago. Yeah. What, what, what would have been? Yeah, because he's not a young buck anymore. I mean, he's in his 30s. He is. Five so years yeah. ago, he would have been in his prime. So imagine what he would have done at a Bayern Munich five years ago or, a, you know, Real Madrid, a Barcelona, Manchester City, any of those squads, all the teams he was linked to. Or if he yeah, would have just stayed at Arsenal, what would have happened? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Watching him for Bayern Munich, I we said something last year where Harry Kane would have gone to Man City last year instead of Erling Holland, he would have broke the scoring record. This season is this season is just proving that even further. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, I was gonna bring it up because you were the one that said that. And I said I thought Holland would have scored more. I think you were right. I will be the first to admit it. I think you were right. Because, I mean, you said he he scored the same or more than Holland. And honestly, arguably this Bayern squad in attack is better than Manchester City. Hmm. And I think with Lewandowski's record of 41 in the Bundesliga, sitting there, you know, I mean, Lewandowski in his first season for... Bayern Munich had 17 goals all season. Harry Kane's got that in 11 games. I think Harry Kane is coming for that record. I think he's going to shatter it. And I think he's going to win Europe's golden boot as well. He's definitely coming for it. Because, I mean, we'll look at his stats compared to Holland's. I mean, he scored three goals less and Holland has played seven more games in this calendar year. I think it's like 36 to 39. You're telling me that Harry Kane is not going to pass him in those seven games? Come on, he's got three hat tricks already. He'll probably score 10 goals in those three games. Or seven games. I, I just think with his Bayern squad, Harry Kane, once he gels with everybody on that squad, his goals are going to be flying in left and right. Whether he's assisting them or scoring them. He's taking his game. I mean. You're right. He doesn't have to try as hard. He's doing less work than he had to at Tottenham, but he is reaping the rewards right now. He's a clinical finisher, and he's proving that in the Bundesliga. And it's it's funny. You and I were talking about Bayern Munich last season. You know, their struggles there towards the end were how they limped over to get first in the Bundesliga. And it was because they did not have a striker. That that center forward, that person that can finish the ball and put it in the back of the net. You know, Chupa Motin is just not that guy. No, he's not. <laughs> and, he, you know, we we talked about this before he even went to Bayern Munich. Like, wow, Harry came to be a fantastic signing for Bayern Munich. He would just elevate them, honestly, to Champions League contenders. And look at what he's doing, man. This attack now scores goals for fun. I'm they're uh, just behind. Oh, no, they have more goals for than Pirate Leverkusen. They've scored 42 goals. <laughs> In 11 games. In 11 games. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost four goals a match. That's nuts. That's nuts. You know, defensively, you know, stats-wise, they are the best defense in the Bundesliga with only nine goals against. But they still look shaky, man. They look shaky against a good team in the Bundesliga or even just in Europe. You know, we saw it against Galatasaray. Manchester United. 
Manchester United three. even got a couple goals. So yeah, and yeah, they're struggling. So I still have questions about them defensively. Kim Min Jae hasn't quite been in the form he was in last season for Napoli. And then who he's paired with, either Delict or Upa Makano. Right, I think that's a big thing too. Upa Makano is, it's, it's is not the favorite a choice. Cons- yeah, it's not a consistent pairing for him though, especially, you know, a guy who probably speaks Italian and Korean at this point. Doesn't quite speak German. It's going to be tough, that language barrier there. I mean, Delict probably helps him a little bit since he knows Italian as well, but that language barrier in a center-back pairing where communication is key, it it definitely will hamper your performances. Yes, yes, it will. So, well, let's talk about it, man. Does Harry Kane get his first trophy in what seems like forever this Bundesliga title or does Bayer Leverkusen step in and shit on his parade oh man this is tough because I honestly I want Harry Kane to win a trophy but I don't want him to win the Bundesliga (laughs) because we all know the Harry Kane curse right because Tottenham performing so much better now that he's gone arguably and Bayern Munich have been knocked out. Well, they got knocked out of the DFP Pokal by a Bundesliga two side, who were like, like third tier. Yeah, or third like tier. Yeah. So, I mean, is the Harry Kane curse going to extend the whole season? <clears throat> I don't think so. I think they'll probably win an eleventh straight title. But it's I want twelve. Would it 12th be their twelfth? Okay, some ridiculous number. Either way, I just can't look past them, even though I want Bayer Leverkusen to win the title and I will be rooting for them the whole time. I just, this Bayern squad is too good. They're just too good. I agree, man. It's hard to bet against Bayern Munich when you see them scoring goals for fun. Oh yeah. They're scoring goals for fun, man. They scored what? Eight against Darmstadt and Harry Kane had a hat trick in the first half. Some I don't remember. Yeah, it was something crazy. I think it was eight. They've scored eight and seven this season in a game. Like I, so yeah, they I put just... eight past Darmstadt. Harry Kane, he got a hat trick, but it was not all in the first half. Okay. <laughs> so I remember watching that. Now that you mention it, I had to look back at. I remember that game. Kimmich got a red card like in the first few minutes, but then Darmstadt had two red cards throughout the game, and it was just. <laughs> This is the shit show all around. It <laughs> Three really red was. cards in that one. Yeah. That was where Harry Kane scored that half that goal from halfway. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the goals of the season in the Bundesliga so far, but I will have to give that title to Florian Verts for his goal. Okay. A couple weeks. So ago. out of these storylines, what what's the biggest storyline for you? Is it Stuttgart in third? Bayer Leverkusen at the top of the table? You know, the Harry Kane story at Bayern Munich, or is it Union Berlin and this their terrible start? You know, it's almost a tie for me, and it's probably not the two you think I w- or you would expect me to say. I think the Union Berlin one is massive, especially after the season they had last season. Bayer Leverkusen, especially with, you know, the year they've had under Xabi Alonso, going from relegation to undefeated in the league this season. I would say those two are probably my top two. Stuttgart, though, is very impressive seeing them in third. I have to probably give it to Bayer Leverkusen. I don't. I didn't see them winning, you know, what is it? They've played like 15, 16 games, and they have one draw and 15 wins, essentially. I never would have expected that. So, yeah, that would probably be my second one is the Bayer Leverkusen. I got to give it to Stuttgart, man. Going from the relegation playoff game, sitting in third, the way they're playing, especially. If you haven't watched Stuttgart, man, I recommend catching a Stuttgart game. The way they're playing is fantastic. We'll see if they can get back at it after this international break. But for me, it's them, man. Relegation bound last year, sitting comfortably in third, and just the way they're playing. Yeah, I mean, three weeks. If you guys want a game to see, 
Stuttgart and Bayer Leverkusen. I believe that's like the 10th or 11th of December. That would be the game to watch for sure. It is December 10th. You're correct. There you go. In Stuttgart. I think I also got a little, little soft spot in my heart for Stuttgart as I did take a train through that city and it is, it does look like a very fun, cool city. You know, even that Stuttgart stadium. I mean, it, it's not a small stadium either. It's a 50,000 no. seater. So mm-hmm. I mean, they, they got a good fan base. So I think it's a fantastic story. Their fans have something to cheer about, especially after the past few years. Yeah. So I got a question for you. Who wins All the right. title then this season? And then can you predict the top four at the end of the season? So, yeah, I think I alluded already that Bayern Munich, it's tough to not pick them to win this title, man, the way they're scoring. Leverkusen, the way they're performing as well. You know, I mentioned earlier, speed bumps will happen. We'll see what happens when those inevitable speed bumps come up. You know, you talk about injuries. I think I saw Jeremy Frimpong picked up an injury on international duty. That's a big loss. Huge, so we'll see yeah. how how that goes. But as far as my top four, I got to give it to Bayern, Leverkusen. I'll say Dortmund. And I'm going to go, I'll say Stuttgart, finish fourth. I want to see them finish in the Champions League place. I think they'll pip RB Leipzig. They're gonna they're gonna pull a Union Berlin, huh? They are. They're gonna pull a Union Berlin of last season. <laughs> well, hopefully they won't have the same problems the following season. <laughs> yes, I think it's a long shot. Stuttgart making that top four, but yeah, this will be bold. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And you know what? If we're gonna be bold, then I'm gonna change my pick for winner. I'm gonna go Bayern Leverkusen win the title. Bayern Munich. You got to tell me why, though. You got to give me a reason why. I told you why I think Bayern Munich would win because of the goals they're scoring. And, you know, I I said the same thing about, you know, could I, you know, pick anybody else over them? For me, Leverkusen is the coaching, man. It's it's the style of play and the way that they play it. It seems like, you know, every player can fit into any other position besides maybe Florian Verts. I don't think he's replaceable. He's just that good. But, I mean, they got more depth this season. They're scoring goals for fun. They look good in defense and attack. I mean, they've been better than Bayern Munich so far this season, and I think the only team that could pip them this season is Bayern Munich. So when they face off again, if, you know, I mean, Leverkusen's two points ahead of them right now, and Bayern Munich have been known to slip up a couple of times during the season. So if Leverkusen can keep up this form for the rest of the season, man, I don't see why they can't win the title. All right. Well, I and it's going to be a tough one. That's for sure. So you got Leverkusen, Munich, I'm guessing, is second. Yeah. And then I'm going to go RB Leipzig in third and Dortmund in fourth with Stuttgart finishing fifth. That's All what right. I got. I'm not going Super Bowl except for right at the top of the table. Can only have one bold choice. Can't have two. <laughs> well, let us know what you guys think. Does Leverkusen stand a chance of finishing first in the Bundesliga? Let us know on our Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Don't forget to like, comment, give us that thumbs up, five stars, and all your favorite podcast listening platforms. We appreciate yes. it, and it helps yeah, us get, out quite a bit. Give us a follow both on our podcasting platforms or yours and on YouTube. Make sure you hit that notification bell. But Targo, I mean, I know it's only 11 games in, so it's maybe a little premature to do this, but let's do a, bar- but we're let's gonna do a do it anyway. We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think. We're going to do a Bundesliga team of the season so far. So Targo, let's go position by position. Cause I know we did the same formation of a four, four, two, and most of them are the same. So let's just this start is with a very, This is very similar. Yeah, there's only, I think, what, three differences? So I guess for we'll just might as well go over the ones that are the same. Yeah. So my, one that I have different, though, we'll start at the back. Yeah. I have Kevin Trapp from Eintracht Frankfurt. He's got four clean sheets, 10 goals against, 30 saves. And if you watch them in his last game, 
He was everywhere. <laughs> he was everywhere. <laughs> so very much everywhere. Yeah. And so I got to give it to him, man. He's played wonderfully. If it wasn't for for him, I think Frankfurt would be struggling even more than they are sitting in seventh place currently. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I will I will say this was a difficult one for me to pick this position because I do feel like there were probably three or four good keepers that could go into this team in the season. Yeah, and oddly enough, it's not a Bayern Munich goalkeeper that is in that discussion because usually it is. I went with Giannis Blaswich from RB Leipzig. He's got one more clean sheet than Kevin Trapp does. He's got the same number of goals conceded. Only 23 saves, not 30. But, man, I mean, he's tied for the lead in clean sheets. He's got the second least, or he's got the least goals conceded out of those top goalies. I had to go with him. I think the only reason I didn't pick him, because he was on my list of goalkeepers, was uh, it was the saves. I had to go yeah. with Trap making saves. And, you know, I'll give one of my honorable mentions to... Uh, Alexander Nubel, also as a goalkeeper. Yeah, it was between Nubel and Blaswich for me, so. Okay. Well, I know our right back is the same. Jeremy Frimpong. Yep, Jeremy Frimpong. Absolutely electric right back. You know, like you said earlier, three goals, five assists. But he's only 22. Like, this guy, the ceiling for for Leverkusen, man. (laughs) Ceiling for this guy is is so high. Does he stay at Leverkusen next season? I'm going to say if Javi Alonso stays, he does too. I think most of these players, if Javi Alonso stays, will stay. Barring probably Florian Verts. I just, I think after this season, they're not going to be able to turn down 100 mil for him. So, Well, I do not think Jeremy Frimpong stays. But let's move on to our center back. We have the same. Yeah. Another Leverkusen player, Jonathan Ta. Center back with three goals, man. 11 appearances, four clean sheets. And he is doing fantastic on shots blocked, clearances for the 27-year-old. I mean, the guy's really coming to his own this season. He really has. I mean, he's been around and been consistent for what seems like forever, but this season he's finally getting the attention he deserves and he's been fantastic for this Leverkusen side and he's their rock in the back. So yeah. So I know we both have Jonathan Todd the same, but who did we pick for our other center back? And I know you alluded earlier that he's not having the best of seasons, but I still think he's had one of the better seasons for center backs in the Bundesliga. And that's Kim and Jay Bayern Munich. I mean, he's got five clean sheets. He's got almost 95% passing statistics, which is, I believe, second in the league. He has 3.66 aerial duels won per match, which is second. I mean, the, the guy's just consistent, whether or not the defense around him is consistent. He is, in my opinion, one of the best center backs in the world. So, well, I will disagree with you. I think there are a couple more you could have picked for that center back role. Oh no, I'm One not saying I'm not saying that I did not have a hard time. I did have a very hard time picking a center back because there are a lot of very good ones in the Bundesliga this season. So the one I picked is from RB Leipzig, Castello Luqueva. He's got one goal in his ten appearances, five clean sheets. The guy is fantastic in shots blocked. Has only been dribbled past one time. And he's only 20 years old. That's insane. And I believe he's the player they promoted to take Gavardiol's place, wasn't it? That is correct. That is who they signed to replace Gavardiol. Let's put it up to RB Leipzig. Another one. Sell someone. (laughs) Replace him with someone just as good. They're phenomenal at it. Our left back is a pretty obvious one. Kind of a duh. Yeah. Alex Grimaldo, man. Yep. For Leverkusen. Guy's been killing it. Yeah, I mean, six for a left back, six goals. Like, that's, it's insane. I mean, he's reminding Wait, hold me. Hold on, six goals, four assists. Four Ten assists. goal involvement. And yeah. 11 games. Right? I mean, he's 
flashbacks of Rafael Guerrero last season for Bruce Dortmund, who now plays for Bayern Munich. Go figure. He's been hurt most of the year. He finally scored his first goal for yeah. Bayern Munich here. But all right. Our midfield, we have one midfielder that's different. Give me your, your different midfielder that you got. Granite Xhaka, man. Granite Xhaka, Granite yep. Xhaka. Ni- almost 93% pass completion. And, I mean, we're saying this with a guy who has the most passes in the final third in the top seven leagues. And he's got more progressive passes than anyone in the top five leagues at 31 years old. And 93% completion rate out of all of that. It's insane. Absolutely transformed this midfield for Bayer Leverkusen. And, you know, said a ton about him last season. You know how highly I rate him after, you know, winning back the fans of Arsenal. Because he wasn't liked for a long time there. But, man, when you put him in the right position in the right play style, he is one of the best or at least most consistent midfielders in the world. Great shout. Honestly, I think the only reason I didn't put him in mine is I wanted to get someone in there that maybe most people haven't heard of. And I went with the Stuttgart midfielder, Chris Furich. He's got three goals, five assists, 11 appearances, 25 years old. He has been one of the reasons behind this Stuttgart resurgence and he has been playing fantastic this season so I had to put him in my midfield yeah I mean no disagreements here very close our other midfielder that we have that is the same (laughs) is going to be Florian Wirtz imagine that imagine that the 20 year old from Leverkusen with three goals five assists Guy's been killing it. He's absolutely electric. I love watching him play. Our right midfielder is also the same. <laughs> I'll let you say the name since somehow I cannot uh, Javi, remember how to Javi say Javi Simons it. of RB Simmons. Leipzig. Javi Simmons, yeah. <laughs> Simons, I know. I know. <laughs> but the 20-year-old man also four goals, seven assists, and 11 appearances for RB Leipzig. He's been killing it in the Champions League, scoring golazos, man. Right? He's not just scoring tap-ins. He's scoring no. fucking golazos. From the from deep. The deep. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention, man, he's leading the Bundesliga in assists. This guy killing is it. also 20 years old. 20. 20. And not to mention, PSG signed him for 5 million euros. Yep, I think you mentioned that every episode. <laughs> It still baffles me. Why would you put that release clause in that contract? Holy cow! But RB Leipzig, they're reaping the rewards of having him. He is. I mean, I was one season at least. Yeah, I mean, I was saying this last season when you saw him for PSV. I mean, he single handedly tore Arsenal apart, and he's been phenomenal for the last two years. I would say. So, yeah, kudos to RB Leipzig and PSG for having him as talent. Our left midfielder, we have the same. (laughs) Pretty much the rest of it. The rest of it is all the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Leroy Sané, man. I mean, he has been tearing it up. He's now got Man City scratching their heads why they let him go. They're thinking of buying him back. Liverpool are now looking at him. But the guy's got eight goals, six assists in 11 games. 27-year-old is killing it, man. You can just see his pace on display every game. He is lightning fast. Lightning. But I think the most improved part of his game that most people won't touch on is defensively. He is much better this season. I mean, he's got 116 duels won this season, which is one of the most in all of the Bundesliga. And he's a winger. You usually see those stats for center back or a defensive midfielder. All right, so we'll move on to our two strikers. Seru Gurasai from Stuttgart and Harry Kane from Bayern Munich. I feel like those ones picked themselves. Yeah. A part of me almost wanted to do a 4-3-3, but I was like, I can't. I got to get, gotta get <laughs> both those strikers you can't in leave there. them out. I mean, the only nope. thing you would do is like pick three strikers, I guess. Put Bonifacio in there, and maybe Leroy Sané <laughs> up there. Yeah, I know he was an honorable mention of mine. Bonifacio. It was hard keeping him out. But yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, Gudersai man, 15 goals, one assist in nine appearances. He's 27, so he's not the he's in his prime, I would say. Yeah, Harry Kane man, 17 goals, five assists, and 11. A 30 year old is tearing up the Bundesliga. Yep, two goal contributions a game. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, I also had to give an honorable mention to Jonas Hoffman. Yeah, for Leverkusen man. Like I said, he's probably one of the most underrated signings. And he's been tearing it up, too. Five goals, five assists. Yeah. And, uh, you know, another one for me for Leverkusen is Edmund Tapsoba has been fantastic this season right next to Jonathan Ta as well. So, whole Leverkusen better team. better than Kim I mean, for the record, I did have him in there first, and then I changed it. So... But it doesn't matter anymore because I went with my decision and I will stick by it. And I know you disagree with me for it. So, all right. Yes. Let him know how crazy he is for putting Kim and Jay in his team of the season. I feel like you say that yeah. just about every episode. Let us know how crazy you think Redbeard is. Just about. Just about. Well, when the Bruce Banter hat fits, man. Yeah. <laughs> if it fits. By the way, you can get that hat on our Redbubble account, which also really helps out the channel, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Killing it on the segues today, Targo. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, we have these awesome cups. They hold a pint. <clears throat> yeah, it's the cans so we're gonna that start with... hold a pint, man. I know. I'd I say it's a, a pint. pint. Is, was it 19.2 ounces? Is that what a pint actually is? Something like that. Americans in their pint beers that are 16 ounces. It's a ripoff. Okay, so speaking of pints, we have a new segment for you guys. Pint-sized predictions. We're going to take 30 seconds to make some bold or funny predictions for this upcoming weekend or this season. We encourage you guys on our Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube channels. Hashtag us pint-sized predictions or tag us Brews and Banter FC on social media and we'll be highlighting a few every single week that we liked or that were hilarious. Cause I mean, there's a lot of things that could be. So Targo first ever pint size prediction. Let me have it. All right. I will start my timer and get going. My first pint size prediction is union Berlin will be outside the relegation zone by the new year. As you mentioned, they're scheduled. They have a couple tough games coming up, but by the end of December, I think they can get a solid six points and could potentially be out of that relegation zone sitting on 12 points. My second prediction, Girona will be top of La Liga come Christmas. They're playing fantastic. They're amazing. I love Girona. Atletico Madrid have a better chance of winning La Liga than Real Madrid and Barca. They have the best strike force right now in Griezmann and Morata. And this weekend, Juve take points from Inter Milan. I think that was slightly over 30 seconds, but... (laughs) It's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Dang, man. Atletico has a better chance of winning at La Liga than Real and Barca. I understand Real because of all the injuries they have, but Barca? I guess they just lost Gavi for for the season, who was their best player. So, you know what? That doesn't actually sound that far-fetched now that I actually think about it. Yeah. I mean, those are good picks, man. Those are good picks. All right. Yes. Now give me your pint-sized predictions. Let's see if I can keep this under 30 seconds because I got a lot of them. All right. Here we go. Leverkusen will finish the year out undefeated, which they play Werder Bremen, Borussia Dortmund, and Stuttgart in their next three games. As I said earlier, Harry Kane will break Robert Lewandowski's goal record of 41 goals this season. Now for the Premier League. That would be something. Jurgen Klopp will complain about the amount of games and travel for players before and after the Manchester City game this weekend. Everton will beat Manchester United after being docked 10 points. And Villa will beat Spurs, and Spurs fans will still think they can win the league. That's an interesting one. I think the only one I question is Everton beating United. That one... Could be interesting. I didn't get to my favorite one because I ran out of time, which was Chelsea will beat Newcastle, but on the broadcast, they will show a minimum of 20 Gordies or Jordies without their shirts on during the game. Well, that's a given. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's my favorite one. It's like no other team in the entirety of the Premier League has that many player, that many fans without a shirt on, ever. It's always it's Newcastle. It's not warm. Fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that was fun, man. Our first ever pint-sized prediction. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed our analysis of the Bundesliga and the major storylines going on there. Leverkusen sitting top. Fantastic season by Stuttgart. The woes of Union Berlin and Harry Kane just making the Bundesliga look like his play toy. Scoring (laughs) goals for fun. We had our Bundesliga team of the season. And of course, our pint-sized predictions. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Give Give us your predictions like we mentioned on our Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And of course, you can get the Bruise and Banter merch at Redbubble. It helps the channel out a lot. We appreciate it. On that note, man. Prost. Prost.